Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Butter With That, a movies podcast with four friends where we answer the most pressing questions in Hollywood and then also talk about <laughs> movies that we that we like, movies maybe sometimes that we don't like. Uh, but today, our main topic is going to be discussing our favorite underrated movies. But before we get started, we're all going to introduce ourselves. My name is Connor, and I brought the first movie today. My name is Christine. Uh, this is Tori here. Sam here. Thanks, guys. So every episode, we're going to start with a little question. Uh, they won't be movie-themed after this week, but I thought a good first question for a movie's podcast would be for everybody to say what our favorite movie is. I'm getting glares from Tori. Already. Yeah, should I start? Sure. Okay, I hate this question a lot. <laughs> um, Why do you hate this question? Because I don't think it is possible for me to have one favorite movie, and I already told Sam about this today, um, because there are so many different genres and part of my life, so how am I supposed to pick just one? But the other day in a meeting, we were asked a similar question, and I said, my favorite horror movie, since that is like mostly my niche, is The Thing, the original The Thing. The 1950s one. Yes, so I will, uh, 1980s. John Carpenter's. Yes, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah. Not the, the not the terrible 2011. <laughs> yeah, someone asked me if I want, like, the remake, and I was like, mm, no, no. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, they remade it, but it's like a prequel. It's it's a thing. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I know. It's no good. Um, but, yeah, so that would be my favorite horror movie, but I don't have a favorite overall movie. Thanks, Tori. You're welcome. Sam. I have a bucket of favorite movies. <laughs> I've got like 10 plus one. See, Sam so, gets it. I mean, it's it's really, it's hard because like as soon as I say, oh, this is my favorite movie, I'm like, oh, I feel like I got stabbed in my heart. Like you betrayed all the other movies right. in your life? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, all of these movies mean something to me. So real quick, I'll just tell you all of them. So Big Fish, right? That's most important. <laughs> <laughs> that like, if I was going to say like real quick, oh, I'm going to go with Big Fish, but also immediately followed by <laughs> Beetlejuice, immediately followed by Hocus Pocus. Focus. And then this is where we start to get a little crazy. So I start to like forget a little bit of all my favorite movies and ones that I've already said. Um, but movies that I'll watch all the time: The Mummy, Jurassic Park. Um, I already forgot. Um, Pocahontas. That I mean, it's problematic, but like whatever. Fucking fight me. Um, wait, are we cursing on this podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not on the radio. No, no kids are listening. No to this. rules. Well, relief. Um, okay, so I can't remember what I said, but I'll just go with uh, what I remember, which is Back to the Future Part 2. That one's the best. I will I will die on this hill. Um, also, I really like Now and Then, Practical Magic. And then um, I have no idea where I'm at right now. Um, but I'll just say, I also really like the movie What's Your Number? Maybe not like the best movie, but like it's a good movie. I'll just say that. That's so it. Big Fish. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have you listened to the musical? No. It's pretty good. I, don't, I just, you know, some things are so good, they just shouldn't be touched. Like, whatever, make a musical about, like, Waitress. The musical Waitress is, I, I don't know, I guess it's good. I haven't seen it. It's my friend's favorite musical. Well, great for your friend. Did you see the mo movie? Waitress? Yeah, I just recently saw it, though. Okay. Which I was so happy about. Okay, this is not a Waitress podcast, so like, move on. Move on. Do you want to be a Waitress podcast? Okay, I'm done. I promise. We're I'm switching so gears sorry. immediately. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bye. This is. I'm leaving. It's okay. Carrie Russell is amazing. She is. That's true. And the meaning of that movie. Okay. I'm done. I did make a pie 
at, I was very inspired to make a certain type of pie after watching that movie because I like baking a lot. So well, the way that the movie ends is so good. She's like, I don't need anybody but me and my baby. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Or just me, you know. Right. I mean, that's whatever. I mean, she, okay. Can I make a confession? Yeah. I've never seen Waitress. That's I've never right. seen it. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> well, then I just spoiled something pretty <laughs> My deepest, you. darkest secret. My darkest confession. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's, let's, let's move, move on. Who wants to get Christine, Connor? You can go. We can rock, paper, scissors. Rock, oh Great for radio. paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, oh scissors, God. shoot. They picked paper. Rock, paper, and scissors, scissors, shoot. All right, go, And Connor. scissors again. <laughs> it was a very um, intense I have to say that my favorite movie of all time is Jurassic Park. Yes. Sam Essence. Which okay. one? Uh, the first one. It's the only, there's only one good Jurassic Park movie, and that's the oh, first one. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to argue with you here a little bit. Um, only because if we're talking about like memorable scenes, the third one by far and large is one of the most memorable scenes ever. So stay with me. Um, there's a certain ringtone that's like, like, right. So they establish it early on in the movie and they're like, this is the ringtone of this phone. First of all, they didn't have cell phone or maybe they, fuck it. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, what's important is that the 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 new dinosaur that's like fucking scary. The Spinosaurus. <laughs> anyway. Is that actually the name? Yeah. Oh. That is so made up. Person. No, it's a real dinosaur. That's like a kid it saying, was what do the you want this dinosaur named? And it's like Spinosaurus. But like also, isn't that just like how other dinosaurs are named? I don't know. That also reminds me of something that really pissed me off. I was looking at uh, Target's Halloween section, and they have a skeleton spider which I find problematic, and re- it, it has angered me all day. So I'm um, just sidetracking there. But please, Sam, tell us more. Because <laughs> well, now, now I'm confused about the well, skeleton the spider. Has but the it has, like, normal human bones looking. It, oh, that's it, the word I was thinking about, exoskeleton. <laughs> it the looks, arachnid. It looks really unnatural, which oh, made me angry. Goodness. Not that Halloween stuff needs to be, like, you know, legit, but that pissed me off quite a bit. Okay, I want to go back to this point real quick, and then we'll get to Christine. I love the, the skeleton spider. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's fine. the problem. Okay, I mean, you're right. You're right. Um, so we, we've established that this is the ringtone of the phone. The dinosaur eats the person that had the phone, which may or may not have been the guy from Airbud that was the clown that everybody fucking hated. Whatever, moving along. Um, so he eats it, and then... Um, is it Dr. Graham that... Grant. Grant, you're right. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, Dr. Grant that hooks up with the kid, right? And they're like... Tr- I mean, not that way. Shut Wait. the fuck up, Connor. Wait. That, like, meets up with the kid. Guy. There we go. <laughs> this isn't Twilight. Yeah. He puts his paw to the kid's Guys, chest. we can't refer to things <laughs> something that doesn't exist. doesn't exist yet. I mean, it does, but anyway... Okay, so he meets up with the kid who, I don't know who, what his name is, Jason? Sure. Sure. Fucking Jason. Anyway, who goes, never mind. Um, so then Jesus William Sam. H. Macy, and what's her name? Taya Leone? Taya Leone? Oh, yeah. They're his parents, right? And they're like finding each other. And then they, the kid's like, oh my God, I hear my dad's cell phone. The Kirby, Peyton, Tile Plus. And they're like all excited. And it turns out the dinosaur's there. 
Because it ate the cell phone. It, it, and it, it pooped it out. Person. Well, not yet. No, that was so, later. But that, but that, but. Oh, there's more. The camera pans and all you see is the dinosaur. And it is terrifying. All right, I'm done. I will say that cell phone rings make creepy motifs throughout movies. I agree. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There was that movie, what's it, The Ruins? Is that it? Oh, is that? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The plants mimic the sounds of a cell phone. It's a terrible Ooh. movie, but it reminded me of that. But Christine, please, uh, you tell us your favorite movie. I also had trouble with this question, but I came, I arrived at Blade Runner. It's probably my Hell favorite yeah. movie. It's probably the movie I've seen the most besides The Wedding Planner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they go hand in hand. Who hasn't um, done? A, but we can go into that later. That double feature. I know constantly. Um, the Wedding Planner is one of those movies that if it's on TV, I have to finish it. That's oh, that's a good question. We'll, we'll save it. Okay, we'll wow. save it. Fine. We Got we it. have other stuff to do, Sam. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're already ten Sorry, minutes in. But I agree. <laughs> been a night. Blade Runner, I love because it's like the most transporting sci-fi movie ever made without relying on CGI. It the, the soundtrack is amazing and it's a movie that I will watch and rewatch and like have different opinions about it every time. Like that like jazzy what was supposed to be like a sexy scene between Harrison Ford and the character Rachel is actually like pretty violent and creepy and weird. Yeah. But it's recognition that your relationship with movie changes. You can still love it and realize that it's shitty. <laughs> True. I still need to see Blade Runner 2049. Also Very good. Really good, I will say, for a sequel. Definitely should have seen it in theaters, but very solid. I didn't see that, nor have I ever seen the original Blade Runner. <gasps> I mean, Sam. it is what it is. You have to watch director's cut, no voiceover. <laughs> oh, the it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. Can I also ask a, a serious question? But you might think it's stupid. Blade Runner and Blade are two separate <laughs> movies. I don't know. Maybe you just tapped into something. <laughs> I think that could be a very interesting fusion. That'd be a great crossover. Who's that? Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I learned that he wanted to be Black Panther. Like, oh, after Blade, like, in the 90s. Wow. Oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> you just, like, you totally dismissed Yeah, I believe to be Black Panther. can be Blade, or, excuse me, Black Panther at any age. You're never sure. too old. True. That's fine. So, no, I'm sorry. This is coming out <laughs> I just keep thinking about him in Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything. Anyone else see that movie? Yes. Yes. Nah. That was supposed to be featured in my Wesley Snipes movie night. That never happened. Well, R.I.P. to that night, I guess. <laughs> yep. Well, anyway, it's a good movie. Whatever. He dresses up in drag. Great. Great. So does Patrick. And, um. Yeah. Uh, I never. I, uh, I get him. Uh, uh, John. Uh. Lu- Luis. Luisiamo. Yeah. Like with. <laughs> Like Guizamo? Like, wow. like Luciano? We're all really bad at this. I also want to <laughs> okay. say John Lithgow, but that is a very different person. <laughs> all right, host, all right what's great. next? So the main section of every podcast is going to be discussing a movie that we all bring. So we'll have a theme every month, 
As mentioned, the theme of this month is underrated favorites. Every week, we'll each bring a different movie, and this week, the movie I brought is Dread. It came out in 2012, not the Stallone original movie from the late mid to late 90s. Carl Urban version. With Carl Urban and Lena Headey before she was super duper famous from Game of Thrones. When did Game of Thrones start? That started around 2012. All right. Whatever. Still pretty, pretty badass bitch in both things. Incredibly badass. Yeah. Um, And so how the structure for each of these movie discussions will work is one person brings the movie and then one person watches the movie and Tori. I, I did watch Dread. Watch Dread? Did you want me to start as the person who watched the movie? Maybe start with the person who watched the trailer. Yeah. Sam. So Sam, uh, someone watched the trailer, and then another person uh, read the reviews, both critical and consumer reviews. And only Tori and I have seen this movie. So interesting to hear the perceptions from the people who haven't seen it, and then kind of go to me and Tori, people who have seen the movie. So right off the bat, I made a mistake. Um, when I Google Dread, I instead I <laughs> I watched like Dread's best scenes and like not the trailer, so I was very confused as to what I was watching. I was like, "Wow, this is a lot for a trailer. This is I mean, you know, whatever. Some people do that, but then so I stopped watching it like halfway, and I was like, oh, "I'll come back to this," but I never did. Um, but I started thinking like it was a little bit like if Liar Liar had gone wrong, right? <laughs> like if. If instead the wish was like, I wish people would stop lying. And I was like, oh, well, this is this is what happens. This is like post-apocalyptic. Everything ended because of that kid's birthday wish. And so, like, that's where I went with it. Um, you know, whatever. So then, so then I actually went back and I watched the trailer. Immediate different thought. And I was like, wow, this looks like a movie I would fucking hate. So I'm glad that I didn't pick to watch it. <laughs> I don't want to shit on everything you love. Why did you think you would hate it? Because it, so first of all, I like mixed feelings about Carl Urban. He's never done anything to me, but like, like what else is he? But he's never done anything for me. You know what I mean? Okay. Hmm. Fair. But, but like also, I don't like, like he was wearing a helmet the whole time. Like what's the point of that? Like helmet dude. Is it? Okay. So the trailer I watched, hold on. So the trailer I watched was like, there's this drug, right? And everybody is on it. and like, Slow-mo. Right. And then, okay. So there was also like a few key words featured in the trailer, like judgment and justice. And then also judge, jury, and executioner. And so immediately I started hearing this and I started thinking about like, how much, okay, so this guy reminded me, and I talked to Tori a little bit about this, like, of the police. It was like Hall of Justice? Whatever yeah, it's it called is. Hall of Justice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a very corny name also. And, and it was, was the like, first thing I wrote down <laughs> as on my notes. I was like, Hall of Justice? What? But there's this scene that reminds me a little bit of, like, a horse race. Like, the doors just open, and they're like, from the Hall of Justice comes George <laughs> We go, number four. And He's then, going like, fast. Cersei Lannister comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, kick, kick ass. Yeah. But she's got, like, crazy scars she on does. her face. So I was like, okay, here's what's going on. Is so, her name Mama? Mama. Mama. Well, that's her, like, what? nickname. Okay, great. I'm, I love that I know that now. So two characters have the names of Mama and Judge Dredd. All right, so here's what happens. Um... I'm still going with the liar, liar. Alternate your, your universe. Your head cannon. AU. Uh, <laughs> AU, if you will. 
Um, so we're in the liar liar universe. Um, Jim Carrey has come and gone. He's dead. He was like one of the original judges. I don't know. Maybe he, maybe it's like a mantle you pass. Maybe he wow. was the original Judge Dread. I I don't fucking know. Um, but he like turns into like this vigilante like Batman. So he's like so it's like liar liar but vigilante style, you know. Um, and then um, Mama is uh, Jim Carrey's wife from. Um, liar, liar. Somehow she's still alive. I don't know. She's immortal. Who gives a shit? Um, and then it's just like throwing drugs into the situation, and that's what I got out of it. So, did I you take this slow mo before <laughs> coming here to talk about the movie? But okay, another thing is that he reminded me of the Juggernaut from X Men. This also reminds me a little bit of X Men: The Last Stand, and like that movie was just a shit show. So, so I will say this. Again, not to shit on everything you, you can, love. You can shit on it. But this movie is not one that I'd be like, yes, I want to see. And also one that I'm glad I didn't pick to see. <laughs> and I'm done. And thank you. I will add. Thank you, Sam. Th- You're welcome. <laughs> that based on reading the reviews, the big debate is over helmet or no helmet. Oh, all right. Big Which arguments. comes from the original, correct? Yes. So, is that my understanding? Okay. Yeah, in the comics, Dread always has his helmet on, at least as far as I'm aware. He's like this anonymous figure. Sylvester Stallone, because they had like a star Mm -hmm. in this movie, from what I understand, had no helmet. So it was just Rocky rolling around killing people or something? Yeah. Like Rocky in his heyday, which like, okay. And positive reviews said that the choice to cover up What's the guy's name? Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. Keith Urban. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really hard time with That's it, too. Um, covering movie. Keith Urban's face, Carl Urban, whatever, is actually a good move. Because he's supposed to be, you're not supposed to see his face. Other big debates through reviews was, obviously, is the 95 version better, or is the 2012 better, or fuck them both? Will they ever actually recreate a beloved comic? And what else? Ooh, some great hits from user reviews. Mick T writes, Carl Urban is nailed as dread with a chin to stop a freight train. <laughs> he doesn't so, have an enormous like chin. That I, have to put out there. that I would love to witness. It's like the <laughs> Thank you, Mick, for that insightful review. Um... I think I'm going to have dreams about that tonight. (laughs) I also had questions about how viewers would, or what is the, what Tori and Connor think about this idea of a character that's responsibilities upholding justice, but like in a very one dimensional way, especially Mm -hmm. in a Mm -hmm. time of like scrutiny around terrible police tactics. At a time where Liar Liar could be right around the corner. (laughs) That's what I got from the reviews. The Guardian had a pretty bad review. They said that it was, um, the essence of Dread is that he's almost an anti-character. He doesn't change or learn. I guess that's more around his actual character. Um, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. That's probably more just an assessment of his actual character. I just had a flash to the scene that I actually watched of the movie. I don't want to go like too far into it because I mostly don't remember it because I work. Uh, but what I do remember 
Can I say this? Sure. Okay. Is um. I think I know what scene you're talking about. Is when, um, some villain who is like this has someone hostage, and he's like, "I want immunity, or else she gets it." And he's like, <laughs> he has like this really stupid catchphrase, and he's like, "It's not this, but it's almost like we'll take a hot one." Yeah. No, that's, that's like that's it. That's like almost exactly what happens, and it's like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Oh, so maybe I watched like the first like two minutes of the movie. Well, then that's not. If that's the best scene in that video, then that's. It was not the best scene. So, question for both of you: A lot of reviewers were like, "Where did the satire go? Was yeah. is this story sub- supposed to be satirical?" From what I've understood, from the I've never read Judge Dread. I also have not. Um, but from what we I've actually just, have them right over there. there, so we could. <laughs> could right so now. we could open up to any page. Um, and from so this is a um, Judge Dredd is from a comic strip called 2000 AD, um, and he premiered in I believe it's 1976. I wrote it down. 1977. Judge Dredd premieres in this comic strip that's been running for a while, and then he becomes sort of the breakout character from this comic strip, <laughs> and I think it's interesting that he's one of the most notable British original comic creations and yet it's all about sort of um, satir- um, being satirical about policing in the United States. Interesting for of, the time period. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like right around Watergate sort of all this political turmoil mm-hmm. um, in the United States I'm sure you know stuff going on in Britain as well at that time. So definitely has its roots in satiricalness and right off the bat this movie was not as good as I remembered it when I saw it maybe five or six years ago. Did you pick up on satire in the movie itself? Because I did not. I think in terms of kind of the corniness a little bit. Take a hot one. Take a hot one. He also says, (laughs) um, I am the law. Is that his catchphrase? If Judge Dredd were to have a catchphrase. I don't know if he has one. What would it be? But there's also a point where. I am the law. He is talking to like mama. I think it's when he's on like, he like taps into like their radio system in Mm. the building. And he's just like, Mama, I it's just killed judgment time. And I was like, oh, true. <laughs> Good one. Um, so I think that, I still think that this movie is was very underrated. And I think if given the opportunity for a sequel, and then Alex Garland, writer-director also, or not director, um, he actually might have been the director. So the credited director was Pete Travis. But I just read an article a couple days ago, even before we started like doing this, that... Um, Peter, Peter Travis just left the project after like a month or two of shooting. And then Garland just sort of stepped in and then, you know, finished directing the rest of the movie, even though he like never went credited for it or anything like that. Like he, Alex Garland said something in an interview, I believe, pretty recently. So maybe he kind of had more of a hand in directing it or whatnot. But he also directed Ex Machina, which I really like. Love Ex Machina. Um, and wrote that yes. one as well. And then wrote and directed Annihilation, but I haven't seen. Annihilation, Annihilation also real good. Mom. And I would love to get into that because... Just yes. put Oscar Isaac in a movie, and then we like half your job is done. Oh yeah, I mean, no I'm Oscar. a sucker for it. What if so. what if Dread was Oscar Isaac? Then no helmet. No, don't cover no up that helmet. face. Uh uh-uh, uh no way. Um, okay, so I watched Dread for the first time last night. Paid three ninety nine for it on Amazon. Was it um, worth it? Don't we always pay um, money online for the movies we actually don't want to watch again? Yeah, I mean, I it did get charged to my mom's account, and so then I PayPal'd her four dollars for it, and was just <laughs> like, "Hey, sorry." Thanks, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, now her so, recommendations are gonna be all fucked up. 
Oh, it's it's already happened in the past. She's always like, did you order this random movie? And I'm like, yeah, it's me. I'm sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, I watched Dread. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun watch. I, but, like, also I was, like, not really, like, I didn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't super invested in, like, anything going into it. Uh, my first my first thoughts were Hall of Justice. That's a dumb name. <laughs> and then also I just wrote my inherent distrust of authority, uh, which I think going into it also like kind of the same feels that like Sam mentioned of just like, oh, well, the cops just get to do whatever the fuck they want and choose like what to believe and kill people right on the spot. I'm like, yeah, I have problems with this. Yeah. Um, They also mentioned something about like juvie cubes for like kids. And it was just like a really throwaway line with these younger kids that had guns. But I remember it really making me angry when I heard it. Um, So yeah, there was, there were those issues. Um, The graphics were a little dated Mm -hmm. overall. I do think that first scene when you see Mama and she's in the tub and it's, I guess, like that drug haze that everyone is in. I thought that was kind of cool. And they do it. When she a like has her times. hand up in the water. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is really beautiful. I guess we should give a. I should give a brief plot synopsis. Oh yeah, of true. dread. Let's <laughs> <get some> context <laughs> around Mama in the bathtub with a haze. Um, so in the Judge Dread universe, basically the whole world is gone except for these several like mega cities. Uh, Mega City One runs from like DC all the way up to, to Boston, Boston, to Boston, and then all the way over to Detroit, I believe as well, like Ohio. So like basically the entire Northeast corridor of the United States is like, you know, end to end, just giant sky rises that go like 200, 300, 400 stories. I gotta say, like Hall of Justice, they could have come up with a way better name than Mega City, but I guess I'll have to take that up with the writers, yeah, but, but not like the movie. Here, but, but it's like, the 70s, you yeah. know. It's the 70s, and also, like, they're dealing with fucking, what's it in, in Batman? Metropolis? I guess that may, might be Superman. Gotham? I Superman. fucking don't know. Metropolis? Oh, you're fucked. Gotham? Yeah, Gotham, Gotham has a name, though. Mega City? That's, like, from Sin City. It's, like, Sin Sim City expansion. Try. Well, something that I, I wonder, is that also tied to this sort of satirical element? As well as mm. it's kind of like just kind of ridiculous bombasticness. Yeah. I don't really know too much about the world of dread. So it's like 800 million people living in just this like super urbanized area. 800 um, million people. 800 million Excuse people me? in okay. Mega City One. And so, what I think is really cool about dread is it doesn't have this whole huge like world buildingness. It's sort of like a, the Raid or Die Hard, where it's like this one kind of event in this one building that our main characters have to survive and get their way out of. Which is not what I expected mm-hmm. from the movie at all going into it. It was like, oh, cool. They're just going to like kill their way through this building of people. So yeah, like basically it's Dredd mm-hmm. and he's one of the judges. So that's like the cops, but also I guess kind of including all other authorities in the criminal justice system, just making all the calls right there. Yeah. Judge, and he's jury, training executioner. And he's training a newbie who is a mutant mm-hmm. and is able to like read people's thoughts. The most powerful psychic that they've ever seen. And they're kind of uncertain about having her like on like as a judge. So this is like her first day and he's doing an assessment. So Mm -hmm. she's kind of making the calls. And so they're 
basically have gotten a call about these bodies that like they found like three bodies they were skins and they're trying to figure out what happened they were skinned yeah they were skinned and thrown off of and like thrown off a building story. and they were injected with this drug slow-mo mm-hmm. which is like one of the main like drugs at the time which slows down everything as yeah the, uh, your brain perceives time operating at one percent yeah of what it normally so basically is. these dudes were skinned and falling for forever oh that sucks which yeah, is so messed much. up um but mama is like the big like drug lord kind of person she's the kingpin she's the kingpin yeah so they're able to lock down that building and basically, Mama's just like, all right, you guys have to kill these two judges. And so they're just, like, fighting their way through oh, the whole I building. Oh, I did see that in the trailer. Yeah. She was like, there's two judges in here. And I was like, who yeah. are they? Yeah. And she says it just like that. <laughs> two judges. <laughs> just um, thought of a remake for replacing all the characters in Judge Dredd for actual Supreme Court justices. <laughs> We've got oh. Ruth Bader as Mama. As Mama. As Mama. Hell yeah. Can we include, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No. But also, can, can we include people who have died? Can we throw in Scalia in there? Because I feel like it would be kind of fun. Would, who do you want who Scalia would Scalia play? Scalia. We've, do you want Scalia to get thrown from a building? Can he be the, oh no. I mean, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but like also fuck the dead. Oh, it's getting political. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, he's dead. It doesn't matter. Um, can he be one of the ones who is like skin and falling forever? Sure. Great. Bye, Scalia. In this, in this world, why not? <laughs> um, yeah. So that's like the whole premise, them just fighting their way out. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun to watch overall. Um, as far as like the violence and stuff, there was like some real good, like good hearty violence in that yeah. movie. Um, especially the end where okay, spoiler alert, Mama dies yeah. no. and they put her on the drug. Ooh. You had you didn't watch the movie. You, you gotta she, deal with the spoilers. You didn't want to watch it. So, but I loved Mama. So they kill Mama, they give her the drug, and they they throw her from the building, and you watch, like, the camera is the floor, so you watch her just, like, go faceplant into the floor, and the blood splatters. Her face opens up. And it was kind of amazing. I was like, oh, whoa, that was some beautiful gore right there. I was a big fan. Well, and I think the best action moments come from when people take the slow-mo. So slow-mo basically is this, like, brown liquid in a clear inhaler Mm. that you just kind of, like, puff in. And then there's a lot of scenes where, like, it, it, the very opening scene is Dredd is chasing these guys in a car, these, like, drug dealers, murderers, whoever they are. He's chasing them in the car, and then three guys or two guys in the back are on slow-mo, so they're perceiving everything super slow, but the driver's, like, freaking out because he's, like, being chased by this guy who's going to execute them right in the back. So it kind of sets up that visual, and everything kind of glows. It's, like, glitter kind of yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty. I thought I wrote like like really beautiful colors. Yeah. I thought I thought like a lot of the stuff was kind of dated as far as the like graphics and CGI stuff. Digital blood the, everywhere. The colors were really nice. Well, that kind of fits in with what's his face that did Ex Machina. Yeah, annihilation looks incredible. Beautiful. Yeah, actually, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Like, there's the yeah. I don't want to get into annihilation too much, (laughs) but there's a very similar like color scheme they use for the drug Hmm. with the place that the people in annihilation end up going to. Um, what if they're which all also connected? is an interesting Ooh, connection because um, Donald Gleason is in it and he was yeah. also an ex machina, oh, like yeah. super young Donald Gleason. He's got like robot eyes. Yeah, he's all messed up he's, in that movie. He a judge. 
No, he works for Mama. He's and he's IT. kind of he's like, IT. Yeah, he's like IT for, he's for the drug wars. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we're we are in liar liar AU and we still got IT guys? Oh, yeah. you know it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so so Mama basically was um, on the um, was I guess like a prostitute before she became this like huge gang leader. Sex worker. Sex worker. She killed. Thank you. Uh, so she killed her pimp, quote unquote. Air How'd she do it? <laughs> she bit his dick off. Yeah, yes, Mama. And then because of that, he cut her. No, he cut his her face up. Oh, and then she yeah. story to the and then face. she bit okay. his dick off. So right. one thing, badass ladies. First mm-hmm. off, like the lady that's in charge of the Hall of Justice is a lady, and she yeah. was pretty dope. Um, his partner, or like the partner in training, Anderson. was also pretty great. Yeah. Um, I thought she was like just acting wise, she was really good and had some really good moments. Okay. Yeah, some of those like scenes where they were in people's heads because she was reading their minds were like real fucked up and yeah. weird but i thought those were really cool she makes and the guy piss, piss himself yeah and like yeah like just like sitting there and all of a sudden he starts pissing himself out of like fear, fear. or whatever she's bringing up in his head well because they they capture so they see the three people who fell mm-hmm. and then they go like investigate oh, some kind of like drug dealing they break into a place and it's i think one of the my favorite action scenes in the whole movie they break through the door, but everybody in the room that they're that the judges are attacking is on slow mo. So you see the door like burst open, and then they like throw a grenade at the door, and then this guy sees like stomach ripple and go back in slow motion, and then you see bullets like rip through people's cheeks. Like it's super, super duper stylized. Yeah, very um, stylized. And then it cuts between like how the judges are perceiving it going super fast, and then back to slow mo. And so then they capture like Mama's number two or three. And they try to take him back for interrogation at the Hall of Justice. And then yeah. that's why Mama shuts the building down. She, like, hacks into it or whatever. And then building goes into lockdown. Mm-hmm. And it goes into, like, dirty judges, which yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That's also good to know that there's some of that, like, corruption going on in this world. What does the Hall of Justice look like? I have two ideas. One, it looks like a crazy, crazy high-rise from, like, an Asian country. I don't mm-hmm. know why. And it is high risey, But it's, like, a big black high-rise. And two, um, and I think I mentioned this before, but I can't remember, uh, horse race. Anyone know why? No. Nope. It's like no. the no. Kentucky Derby. I like where Everybody's you're going. Hat. The hat! The hat! Here we go. The jockey this is, helmet? No, 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 no. The hats that people wear for the Kentucky Derby. That's why the uh, judge, what's his name? J- Dredd. Judge Dredd. <laughs> right. Tell me the large hats with the flowers on it? Yes, that's or- it. That's why he has the helmet. There it is, everybody. You got it. It's the Figured Kentucky it out. Derby. We saw Blue's Clues. <laughs> Drinking his mint julep as he walks around, I'm also, killing people. Uh, I'm also just like reading my notes. Um, also wearing a giant derby hat. Um, but I'm reading my notes from last night, like burn those bitches alive. And I was like real excited about like one particular scene where that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like just from like weird, like, I don't know film standpoint i thought the pacing was super weird because yeah. it moves so fast at the beginning and i feel like it takes there isn't a lot of world building but i think i wanted a little bit mm-hmm. more and i think you guys hit something too where there's just like really no character building for judge i think like maybe you could argue there's a little at the end but overall and like there's like everyone's like oh like it's dread are you rooting for dread yeah as a yeah character? you are Good but question. they kind of like 
are like, oh, he's this big deal. Like, he's one of the hardcore ones, but they don't really give you a lot to go on. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, wait, it's Dread. And you're like, oh, wait, is there, like, some shit we should know about this dude? Which I felt like was, I, I would have liked to know a little bit more, like, why is this guy so hardcore? Like, yeah. the uh, other judges aren't like this? What's he, going uh, on? So you get no backstory, no, no. character development. You really I don't, don't which, like, no I'm okay with that. childhood as a young Dread. Also totally okay with that. <laughs> A well, young we dread. Know. We already know. Did the helmet grow with them, or did they always have the thing? Oh, yes! Right out of the womb. Also, the there is this one part, which I thought was totally badass, where Mama's shooting up one entire floor to try to kill the judges, and there's just smoke, and she thinks she killed them, and then he just throws a random dude off, like, the ledge, and you just see his, like, silhouette as it fades back into the fog. And Ooh. I thought that was such a badass scene, and I loved it a lot. Um, but I thought it was fun. Like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm like, happy I saw it. Um, I don't think it was, like, my favorite because it is, like, a little dated. But, um, yeah, it was totally enjoyable. Connor, when you originally saw it, did you see it in 3D? And did that impact your viewing? So this is one movie I wish I saw in theaters. Mm. I remember being in high school. Being college, no end of high school when this movie came out for me. Sorry. Oh God. Um, and then I remember seeing the trailers, and this also gets into why I think why it failed at the box office so utterly was because it was like 3D, 3D. It was on that craze like My Bloody Valentine 3D. If anybody remembers like those trailers. Oh, I do. Don't even get me started on the on the remake because the original is amazing. Wait one second. My first foray into 3D. Um, anybody remember Home Improvement? When they did a 3D episode and they sold the glasses on the TV guide. I cannot remember. Did they come as a little insert in your TV guide? Yes, they did. I also wasn't into home improvement. I'm just not really into Tim Allen. Tim Allen 3D. I know, yeah. I'd see the Santa Claus in 3D. Up up close (laughs) and personal. (laughs) Especially the third one when Jack Frost turns it into... um, that's a, good, that's a good question for a future episode. What movie, what random movie do you want to see in 3D just for fun? Uh, hmm. um, so sort of at the heart of this, of why it is one of my underrated favorites, is a lot of it is because of what they kind of had planned in the future. Uh, and this is also sort of like a throwback to like before superhero movies became this huge thing. Because this came out the same year as Avengers 1. Mm. So Oh, that's, right. yeah, I didn't but really think about that. also after Iron Man 1... Yeah. Yeah. Iron Man 2. 2. Thor. Thor Cap. Cap 1. So this was sort of in an era where just after this movie came out, everything was going to like explode in terms of what the box office So it kind like. of missed it a little bit. I think a little bit. And looking back, it's like, wow, this is trying to do something different and unique, not trying to build this huge expanded universe where let's fit as many characters as possible. Just trying to tell this like one tight it story. Because it wouldn't really fit in with the new like Marvel model mm-hmm. that they're rocking right now. But it feels like a little bit like Watchmen-esque feels a little bit like i mean i'm just going off the trailer yeah. um and also i'm trying to think of like the other movies that have come out that are like kind of similar that i feel like have the same kind of vibe so like you're saying that i'm sort of surprised that it didn't do well i mean i have no idea what the movie would you like to hear the box office numbers yeah yes i'm a huge box office nerd oh you got numbers i got number i love box office Great. numbers so estimated budget for this movie was between 30 and 45 million okay so very small Budgets. Sure. I think that's uh-huh. why they use a lot of digital blood, um, a lot of why the effects probably don't look Sin so City. good today. Sorry, that's what I meant. 
Watchmen and Sin City esque. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. You said like digital blood, and I was like, that's it. It's not as it's not as digitalized as mm, most every review I read mentioned the CGI blood, yeah. which I would be interested to see. It how didn't that bother translates. me. Normally, I hate CG blood. But in this movie, it didn't bother me as much. It didn't bother me. And, like, I – it's very stylized, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. And stylized gore specifically done right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mentioned it to you guys before we started recording. But, like, Hannibal is one of my favorite TV shows. And they do stylized gore, like, real well. Um, but I, I wonder, too, like, if they had a bigger budget or if it was, like, I don't know, maybe got into this, like, kind of Marvel universe if they would have had, like... The Dreadverse. Yeah, like, if if it would have been a little bit different yeah. for them. Um, so, estimated budget of 35 to $45 million. Um, I, if I had to... Normally, you double that for marketing, so just add another $40 million. But this movie was everywhere, I feel like, with its terrible hmm. marketing. So they could have spent $50, $60 million. And this is wow. just me guessing. I haven't seen any figures on marketing. And then it made $13 million in the U.S. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so bad. And then yeah. internationally, it made $28 million. So okay. worldwide, it made $41 million. So in some ways, it's kind of worst-case scenario for the studio mm. because if it was a to- if it only made, like, $10 million, then they could write it off as a loss tax-wise. Oh, so it oh, just made just no. enough. It made just enough to make them lose everything oh, without so any kind of tax so benefit. Um, but, but, there's some <laughs> but there's some good news is oh. that it made, I believe, $28 million, or made an additional $20 million with DVD sales. Interesting. So this was sort of a huge kind of cult hit. Okay. Where lots of it was on Netflix for a while. Lots and of people Tori bought the DVD. Tori contributed to um, Tori's mom. Oh, I did. Oh, Tori's mom. <laughs> Three ninety nine. Yes. Yeah. Fighting yeah. the good fight. You're Seems welcome. A pricey. Question: How does this stand up to what was, was this? Nineteen eighty five. Ninety six. Five was the Sylvester Stallone. How does it measure version? up? That movie had a budget of. Uh, ninety million, hundred million, hundred thirty wow. million. It was a huge okay. movie, and it only made like a hundred and fifteen at the box office, so maybe. Risky endeavor, all the way. Around. I think I read a review, an article saying that Dread was Stallone's biggest flop, Aww. one of his biggest flops. All right, that makes sense. Every article had some kind of pun on Dread, suggesting that the world really didn't want another Dread movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the okay reviews were like. Not all dreadful or <laughs> D-R-E-D-D. This movie is nothing to dread. And so it kind of, you know, was a sad backhanded way yeah. of saying this I movie mean, might have yeah, a been, bit. Found been okay. good about it, right? What was it? What about Mick T. Mick T also <laughs> you have another uh, classic? said that the movie hits enough buttons to recommend itself for a sequel. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Do you I don't to know trust any of those Nick judges for no. shit. But do you want to hear Alex Garland's plan for his trilogy that yeah. he sort of had in his oh, head? A had that he had. Okay. So Garland said that he had a trilogy in mind with the sequel focusing on the origins of Dread and Mega City One. So, so sort of going back to the right, idea right. of kind of more backstory okay. and whatnot. And then the third would introduce Judge Death and the Dark Judges. So basically, in a parallel dimension, tell me more. There are the dark judges. There are undead judges uh, from a parallel dimension who believe sure. that all life is a crime. 
<laughs> True. So like a mix between Thanos and yeah. also the now correct me if I'm wrong, friends. Um, the the Green Knights from Lord of the Rings. Sure. Maybe. Okay. I mean, you did tell me you more did about say all it life is a crime. You need to tell me more, but I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with um, that. So basically, um, what's his name? Judge Death views that basically life has destroyed the world. Like human beings. Ooh, so anything that a human does twist. is he wrong? Is um and this is just like super like Wikipedia skimming mm. what these judges deals are. I think I would watch a movie where he and Thanos like went out for tea and like discussed ideas. Oh, what if they went on a date? I think it'd be cute. The dating yeah. game with Judge Dredd and yeah. Thanos. They went bowling. That's cute. <laughs> Aww. Um, um, there, there is a great, there is a moment where Judge Dredd mentions it's going to be a lot less paperwork if I just, if you just no. confess now. Oh, oh and yeah. Then I realize I that bugs see, me a lot. I want to see a movie where he has to do paperwork, or like it's, where it's like, what is a judge in an office setting? Like? Well, Mundane, I'm assuming responsibilities of Judge Dredd. Yeah. With with the stuff that went down in that movie, there had to be a decent amount of paperwork afterwards. Oh yeah. Right? There were so many bodies. About halfway through the movie. Um, Donald Gleason's character mentions how they've already killed over 30 people and yeah. they've only gone up like five floors. Yeah. And they not a scratch on them. Yeah. I was like, damn right. So basically flopped at the box office. There were plans to turn it over to Netflix, Amazon, all these sort of different like TV options. And as of right now, it's pending to be made in like a, some kind of like, you know, freeform television network, whatever made Marvel's Aww. Cloak and Dagger. Some kind of like network like that making okay. some kind of Judge Dredd movie so or TV series. When do they just give up? I know. Like, yeah. No offense. So but not- overall, I think I agree that in the underratedness, and it was fun. I, I would recommend it for a watch. Yeah. Yeah. I would be curious to see what Alex Garland making a new Dredd movie now would look like. Mm. If he was like had total creative control. I'm interested in anything that he does at this point. All right. So, any other kind of final thoughts on Dread as we're wrapping up? No. Would you do you want to see it now after? No. Christine. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Unconvinced. Um. What if we paired it with the Wedding Planner? Yes. Wedding <laughs> that mashup or Wedding Crashers. Wedding Planners, starring <laughs> oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez <laughs> and Matthew and McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. She doesn't like to eat the colorful M&M's because yep. they lie. Well, you go into uh, the issues with um, the criminal justice system and then also the wedding industrial complex. There it really is. hits two major Prison things there. and wedding industrial mm-hmm. complex. Boom. Boom. I think, I think we solved it. Yeah, we got oh. it. Great. Sure. All right, so the last segment that we'll do on every podcast is what we call whiteboard questions. At the place where we work, we have a whiteboard where we all write down fun questions to answer. And these are the most pressing questions that Hollywood needs to answer. And, and most of them are movie related. Yeah, and most of we're them. Nerds. Yeah. And we, all, we started a movie podcast for gosh it. Which is this? So so what is our whiteboard question? Our whiteboard question for today is if you had to turn any movie into a religion that you would follow, which movie would it be? Who would be your god, gods, whatever? And if there was an afterlife, what would that afterlife look like? 
So who'd like to take it away? I have one written down because I was excited about it. So um, although I didn't properly answer your question, one of my favorite movies is, uh, well, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. It is one of my favorite things in the world. So that was the first thing that popped in my head when I thought like, hey, if I was going to follow some sort of religion, uh, let's go with that. So this is a Lord of the Rings based religion um, with Gandalf the White as the Messiah, obviously. Not Gollum. Uh, no, not Gollum. Not going that way. Ooh, tragic antihero. Yeah. As the Messiah. <laughs> True. I'm digging it. Except now I'm thinking maybe hell is just like hanging out with Gollum doing riddles in a cave for eternity because that, <laughs> that sounds kind of terrible. Right. He's a fragile, yeah. fragile character. He is, but he you don't want to deal that with that forever, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Gandalf the Messiah commandments that I wrote down earlier today. Uh, throw all possible evil jewelry in volcanoes as quickly as possible obviously um only use eagle transportation at the last possible moment um let's see what else did i have here who deems um, the jewelry evil gandalf listen it's up for interpretation like everything Got in it. the bible sam got Jeez. it Woo. all right evil. um as as the hobbits suggest uh lots more meals should be added to the day mm. like i'm a big fan of second breakfast so let's do that um crazy ass fireworks all the time because gandalf has a amazing amount of fireworks he's got that one dragon one from fellowship that i'm a big fan of um go on as many quests as possible um you're going to be grouped into fellowships with random people um also and uh teach small people how to fight because i think that was a, was a pretty big yeah as a small person i would love um <laughs> someone to teach me how to use a, a sword and whatnot as opposed to just like smoking pipes all the time um yeah those are my oh and also humans suck because that's also a pretty big takeaway from mm. lord of the rings is that clearly man caused most of these problems uh, hell would be wherever the Belrog is, mm, um, obviously. The Belrog is that giant charcoal, like, demon monster that comes out of the Mines of Moria. You shall not pass. Yeah, in Fellowship. Yeah, nothing really. Okay, but thank you. Um, and then I feel like the easy question for Heaven is, like, the Eternal Lands where they, like, sail off to. But the one thing that popped in my head is that one slow motion scene after, like, they get Frodo and they're all bouncing around the bed happy back with like all the elves and I was like oh there we go Aww. that's heaven there yeah um so there we go there's my lord of the Re lord of the rings religion if you'd like to join up just let me know that's beautiful yeah I'd sign up Thank I have another you. clarifying question yes Sam um <laughs> so you said take a lot of journeys yeah trips um does quests qu actually okay, yes excuse me mm. quests um does the government provide stipends for said quests um, are we saying that the government and religion are tied together in this world? Well, I guess who then provides funds for these The Church quests? of LOTR. All right. As yeah. long as they're being paid for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. I mean, it might not be like real money. It might be like, you know, They'll give you the good jewels bread. or like dragon scales or something. But yeah, yeah you but get some, something. you get some of that elven bread. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get some, like, uh, what's it, mithril, you know, that um, really strong fabric mm, that you can wear. like, weave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those uh, cloaks that hide you, like camouflage. Yeah. You get some good tokens out of it. I like that. Yeah. There we go. 
understand. So, all right. I also went a little off the rails on this question, just a little bit. Um, so, I was trying to think about, like, a good movie that would be, like, a proper religion. But then, like, my issues with religion came in where I was like, you know, religion and, like, territory, land, and, like, colonization are all reasons why, like, wars happen. So I was like, what if instead of creating a religion, I created a community? And Ooh. so from the community, mm. I eventually stumbled upon communism. So basically... As you do. As is, you know... They're almost the same word. Sure. So the movie I chose was A Bug's Life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what we take away from this new community, this commune, is that all people have a role to play. There should be no bullies. If there is a bully, we team up against them. They don't get our harvest. We don't have harvests for anybody but ourselves and our community. So we let them starve to death. If they're bullies, yes. Okay. Who determines the bullies? They show themselves. They show. They play their card. You know who they are. They can't hide. You. They're in your life. You know who they are. Fuck them. Okay. So here, <laughs> t- here, here it is. So. Let's get into some weird psychology school stuff right now. I think. So here we go. Here, like we're all together, right? Like we, we are. We are the world. So there is no messiah. True. So there's like different like communities, different tribes. They all come together. They send one representative that has the 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 role for one full year and then is replaced by somebody else from that specific community. But it cannot be a relative of the person who just served. And then they are the ruling class, but they make the decisions based on a vote from their communities. That's great. No nepotism. No nepotism. And these are all bugs. All Yes. <laughs> great. Humans are dead. So all bugs. So for you, religion and state are intrinsic. Well, yeah. Okay. Are they not? I mean, Oppressive I know Oppressive hierarchies are all the same. Are all the same. Are all the same. Um, there is no separation of church and state. Not here, nor in a bug's life. Getting spicy. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's it. If you are a believe, you're going to starve. Um, communism. There you go. That's all I can. And really are grasshoppers evil? Is that what the or crickets? Um, I forget other? what they were. Here's the thing: no one is prejudged by their family except for the bullies. No, no, no. Here's the thing: they show themselves. <laughs> they show <Sure>. themselves. <laughs> they play their <laughs> own cards. A grasshopper, a cricket, can be a hero if they so choose. If they choose, they're welcome. They're welcome. Thank you, Sam. But the hero will always Beautiful. acknowledge the team effort that went invo- exactly. into exactly. achieving It's all about the whatever. team. It's all about sharing. It's all about doing the right thing. Bye. Thanks, Sam. Christine. Um, I also had a hard time with this question, so I kind of went the opposite route and chose a movie that would prove there is no God. Yes! Ooh. And Ooh. Hey now. movie, the first one that came to mind was Zoolander 2, <laughs> which I couldn't even get through. I gave it my best effort. I had... Fast forward to the last 20, watch the first 20 minutes, fast forwarded to the last 20 minutes, it, even tone, it sucked. Oh my God, Christine. Well, thank you for watching it for the rest of us, because I, I, I was not. I have seen the whole movie, but I think right. that if there is evidence that there is no God, it, it lies with <laughs> Zoolander 2. So is Zoolander 2 hell, or? 
It is the absence of all. Of all. <laughs> being. Wow. It is a non-entity. Let's send this to Ben Stiller. And That's incredible. It is the definition of. I haven't even said mine, and I think you won. Yeah, I think you yeah. I mean, you super won. won the this is a discussion here. I am. If you all watch it and would like to take this up with me and discuss I, it, no, I, I don't want to watch it, I, but I'm interested. I want to see you give like a, a like a ten minute rundown of the movie. It's so bad. You know what? Maybe following this, I will watch the whole thing. Don't and do give that it for its us. Fair share. And then I'll disappear from the face of this earth because that's what watching that movie might do to a human being. Wow. All right, go ahead, Connor. Mine is nowhere near as good as no. that one. Um, I chose X-Men. Nice. Sort of inspired oh. by the Greek god pantheon of where Ooh, I dig it. what is morality? I think good and bad is overrated. So heaven and hell really doesn't have a place. It's kind of more of what side you choose. So you kind of have Magneto and Professor X as these two sort of messianic figures. Okay. And then you have like, you know, Cyclops and Mystique and all these, like they kind of fill out their own pantheon. And then I'm not quite sure how like the praying to would work. Maybe some days you feel like you're kind of more Camp Magneto. Than- Dear James Marsden. I think, I think I that's the thing. so much. I wish I could see your beautiful eyes because they're so blue. Jeez. But you're Cyclops and you kill me. <laughs> but I love you. Okay, bye. I'm sorry. I'm just like, where did that come from? Whoa. Okay. I was thinking a lot about James Marsden today because I feel I I like knew you were gonna bring up X Men in some way. I was just thinking like, oh, I could see myself like someday. I'm like, yeah, Magneto. Other times, yeah, like yeah, Professor X. And I also like the idea that anybody could become a god if they right. I was like thinking about in this universe, what is like what would be your relationship to the pantheon? But you think that you could actually inhabit those characters. It's not you're removed from this. Sin. Exactly. You can you could go up to that. I dig. Whoa. To the X mansion. But here's a question. So X Men, um, and even Magneto are very much of the sort of like we do this in secret. No one is supposed to know that we exist. So how does that factor into this religious aspect? Oh, we're going full X three. Oh. No. <laughs> Where everybody knows. It is not a secret. It is anymore. not a secret. Goodbye, James Marsden. <laughs> you beautiful. Wait, I don't know. I haven't seen any of these. You haven't seen any of the X Men movies? Uh, I I might have seen like a half, one. What's the big secret? Well, that mutants exist. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can I can say that I I know that. <laughs> so I think everybody knows the cards are out on the table. You pick your side, Good and then know. you can kind of switch like back and forth. So it's like Civil War. With like Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah. Cool. Underrated favorite. No, I'm just kidding. Great. That movie wasn't the best. I like it. It's fine. <laughs> what Civil well, War? Yeah. I mean, not the American Civil War, but like Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, There's yeah, a very as far clear, as war goes, as far as very war. clear winner. I mean, to American be fair, Civil the Civil war. war wasn't my favorite war, but yeah, as movies go, it never ended. Both. Anyway, moving on. Hi. Hi. Good Hi. stuff. Great. I think that brings it to the end yeah we did it of our first inaugural episode fruitful discussion folks clocking in at almost an hour so far way to go way to go team (laughs) 